Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, the two main railways set new grain shipment records. In October, we talk with the president of APAS on grain movement, grain prices, Russia, and soil moisture. We also speak with a dairy producer about rising milk prices. Real Agriculture talks with CN Rail's Grain Movement Coordinator. Yorkton had Ag Appreciation Night last night. We hear about challenges for farm suppliers. The farm weather's in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. Canada's two main railways hauled a record amount of prairie grain last month. CN says it moved 3.23 million tons in October, breaking a two-year-old record set by 50,000 tons. CP shipments reached 3.14 million tons, surpassing its best month by 100,000 tons. The president of APAS, Ian Boxall, welcomes the record movement, but is hoping for good service all fall and winter. I think there has been areas where they have done a great job in shipping grain. I'm sitting in Regina this week at an APAS board meeting and hearing from, you know, directors around the province where maybe there are some areas that they aren't getting as great a movement. So I think it's a, you know, it's a typical play by the railroads to go to areas early in the fall where it's low hanging fruit and it's easy, easily accessible for the trains to get in and out. And yeah, I'm happy that we're seeing some record movement. We're seeing some grain move. Now let's just, ensure that that can happen throughout the whole winter as it starts to cool off and as we start to get snow again in Canada. So you're saying the railways are doing a good job, record month, but they could do better. I think it's it's easy to do good when every area is full of grain and they can go to the ones that are easily accessible and then they can report those big stats, right? I do believe that they play that role a little bit and let's go get the stuff that's you know, in Alberta, and it's close to the port, and it's easy to get to. What happens to the elevator at the end of the line? How is their service? And what I'm hearing from producers is it's not that great. Movement is still not that great in some areas of the province. I'm happy to see that they are moving grain and they have that commitment, but let's see if they can continue that for the entire shipping season. Yeah, what are you hoping for to see this winter as we and as we get into fall? I just want to see this continue. I want them to be prepared for winter in Canada again happens every year. I want them to be prepared. I want them to to do what they say they're supposed to do, what we as Canadians and producers need them to do to get our products to port, especially in in a time now where food security and egg products are sought around the world. We need to ensure that they fulfill that year round. 
not just when it's easy for them to do it. Now, on another topic, what are your thoughts on grain prices as harvest is completely wrapped up in Saskatchewan on the prairies and we go into fall and winter? I think we're still seeing strong grain prices. We saw a little bump in some wheat this week with what was going on in Russia. and It's backed off now, but grain prices are still strong. Our commodities are still sought after. So, yeah, I think it's, it's the harvest is over. It's wrapped up. We've had an open fall here to get a bunch of work done, and I'm happy to see that grain prices are continuing to hold strong. Russia has rejoined the Ukrainian grain movement deal. Uh, your thoughts there? I think that's important. That's important for food security, where those ships were headed after they were filled. It's important for those countries to get the food that they require. So I'm happy to see that they they've rejoined that and, you know, that's the biggest thing. Let's ensure that people are fed. It's nothing worse than empty bellies. So let's ensure that, that, that you know, I'm happy to see that Russia is not going to hold up any of the shipments and sign back on because that, that is food for people that need it. Soil moisture, how does it look now that you're at the board table of APAS and talking with producers from around the province? We're dry. There's lots of areas that are dry. I think some of the snow we've had over the last few weeks and then the melt in some areas has been, you know, has been a benefit. There's still a lot of areas in this province with the open fall we've had that are, are quite dry. So we, you know, let's get some snow this winter. Let's get the moisture we need. And, but there is some relief in some of those areas that maybe were substantially dry. Ian Boxall is the president of APAS, Saskatchewan's general... Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca And your Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasbourg. Milk prices in Canada are expected to go up again in the new year. The Canadian Dairy Commission says it has approved an increase in farm gate milk prices of about 2.2%, or just under $0.02 a litre, effective February 1st. The Crown Corporation, which oversees Canada's dairy supply management system, says the increase is based on the rising cost of production. It comes after the Commission approved two price hikes in 2022, a 2.5% hike, or roughly $0.02 a litre in September, and an 8.4% increase, or $0.06 a litre, in February. Altogether, the total 12-month farm gate milk price increases amount to roughly 10 cents a litre, or 13%. David Weens has a dairy farm near Gruenthal, Manitoba, and is vice president of the Dairy Farmers of Canada. The farm gate milk prices are set by the Canadian Dairy Commission. So what they do is they have a, a cost of production study which includes farms from across Canada weighted according to the the volume of production in the different regions. And then uh, they get a number from that and they also uh, consider the, the consumer price index. And so from that, they make price adjustments, whether it is up or down. So the cost of production is something that is ongoing. And so they every fall at before November 1st, they make an announcement for the price adjustment for the coming February 1st. And this year, though, was a bit different. Because of the exceptional circumstances that we have experienced in the marketplace, there was an interim adjustment. So in a way, it's a bit of an advance, although it reflects the the cost of production numbers that have been accumulated to that point. So just to be clear, what we're experiencing on the dairy farms, and this is not unique to dairy farms, but we are in unprecedented times in terms of inflationary prices. So we've very much felt that over the past, especially year with prices 
escalating very rapidly right across our inputs, whether it is feed costs for cows, fuel costs, and that list just goes on and on. So there's been a, a dramatic rise. And of course, there's many things involved there, right? That's everything from, first of all, the, the pandemic and coming, kind of coming out of that. There's war in Ukraine, which, which has had an impact worldwide. And of course, climate change factors have. So all of these cities come together and, and created this perfect storm where there's been this rapid, rapid escalation in, in our input costs. Consumers will see changes for a wide variety of products. Yes, absolutely. This is something that all Canadians, consumers right across the board have experienced that, obviously. And, you know, we ourselves as dairy farmers are consumers as well. So we can certainly relate to how it impacts everything that we do, right? From buying groceries to just the, the cost of living in general has gone up so significantly. Matthew Godreau, the Dairy Commission's Director of Policy, says the price of milk components is one factor that goes into the retail price of milk, and other factors along the supply chain could affect the final product price. Of- Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Let's talk grain shipping. We're joined right now by David Chidnovic. He's Assistant VP of Grain with CN Rail. Okay, uh, David, I, I guess up until this point... How would you describe from CN's perspective the performance of the railway when it comes to shipping grain to the terminals? Yeah, I I guess I would start by looking at the following and just doing a quick rewind to the start of the crop year. So if, if we had to characterize it, probably be there's there's probably three slices to it. First six weeks of the crop year, cupboards were bare. Historically low carry-in stocks, harvest, you know, it didn't really get full blast across the whole prairies. We didn't get to the canola harvest till about week seven. So the first six weeks of the crop year, pretty low grain volumes. Once we got into the canola harvest in particular, the end-to-end supply chain, for the most part, I'd say everything's been performing pretty well overall. And it's been translating into really strong grain volumes. CN actually set a record weekly best for, for grain shipments in a single week out of Western Canada at 809,000 tons. That was in week 12. Week 12 is the week of October 16th. So all the stars aligned, everything was working good end to end. And that was a really good result. So over the, you know, really from the end of September through uh, late September through the third week of October, very consistent grain program on CN grain shipment volumes, well in excess of 700,000 tons a week. And then we've gotten into the, to the last week of October here and we've bumped, we've run into a couple of bumps along the road, uh, specifically some, some, uh, terminal productivity issues on the West Coast coupled with the impact of heavy rain, uh, affecting terminal performance and not being able to load the vessel in the rain is, is, uh, causing things to stack up a little bit. And we're working with closely with customers to adjust the, uh, the pipeline to account for that. So. Overall, you come out at the end of October, CN set a record best for total grain shipments in a single month. Not just best October, but best ever at over 2.0 uh, 
over 3.23 million metric tons. And that tells you that all things considered, supply chain up until very recently has been performing very well end to end. A record month. So uh, just, I want want to go back to that because not just the best October, but you're saying it's the best month on record for CN. Yeah, that's right. The previous record best was 3.18 million metric tons set back in October of 2020. Yep. So over 3.23 million tons shipped. That's a new record. Wow. Uh, well, that's that. Well, I, I think that that's you know a lot of our audience uh, farmers uh, will be very pleased with that information. Uh, so, it, is is it a case of sort of the buildup as you describe? Sort of like I, I'm sort of envisioning like that elastic band. You pull, you pull, you pull, you pull, and it, it was it, it, everything kind of the chips landed in the exact right places for you able to to hit that volume. Are, are there are there any? Uh, troubles or uh, troubles is probably the wrong way to put it, but just concerns on the horizon. Like can, can that performance be repeated in November? I guess is what I'm asking. Well, going back to some of the issues that I was alluding to there. And again, there's stuff happens in the supply chain. You have links in the supply chain and they all need to be working together. If you have all of them working really together all at once, you generate the type of strong results that we've been seeing. At the end of the day, yeah, so CN's performance is record-breaking. So supply chain as a whole has been having a little bit of trouble lately, and that's I, I, I mentioned that earlier. Um, there's been some significant impacts in the past week or so, particularly in the port of Vancouver, where, long story short, uh, terminals are having trouble uh, keeping up with the rest of the supply chain back into the prairies, and part of that is driven by the fact that when winter comes to the coast, the rain socks in there and it can be really bad from November right through February. No, no winters are alike. Of course, no two winters are alike, but right now if terminals are experiencing productivity issues and their tight space and the ability to load grain and inclement weather is extremely limited, all things considered, that's going to that's going to push the supply chain back. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy today, 30% chance of snow. Wind northwest 40, gusting to 60. Temperature falling to minus 6 this afternoon. The low, minus 9. Friday, tomorrow, partly cloudy. Wind southwest 20. The high tomorrow, plus 3. The low, minus 2. Saturday, periods of rain with a high forecast of plus 7. 70% chance of evening flurries Saturday and a low, minus 6. Sunday, cloudy. The high, minus 5. The low, minus 10. Monday, snow and blowing snow and windy. The high, minus 4. The low, minus 6. Tuesday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high minus 5, the low minus 10. Wednesday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high minus 9. Normal high for this date is plus 3, the normal low is minus 8. The sun rose at 7.52 this morning, it sets at 5.32 tonight. And around the province, 
The hot spot is Estevan at minus 2. Saskatoon is minus 5. Swift Current minus 7. Weyburn minus 3. Yorkton minus 2. The cold spot is Stony Rapids up north at minus 11. Once again, the hot spot is Estevan at minus 2. Regina is partly cloudy and minus 4. That's 25 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest, 36 gusting to 46. Humidity 69%. The barometer rising, 101.9. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, minus 4. Winds are from the west-northwest, 33 gusting to 42. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy. It's minus 4. That's 25 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The second annual Agriculture Appreciation Evening was held last night in conjunction with the Grain Millers Harvest Showdown in Yorkton. One of the guest speakers was Craig Moorhead, the Director of Procurement for Synergy AG, a retail chain of crop input stores that are 100% Western Canadian owned. Moorhead says supply chain issues for agricultural products began with the COVID-19 pandemic in China, which led to a cardboard shortage. Yeah, cardboard, it was a big uh, piece of um, of the global supply chain because paper products were required in the medical in- industry, so masks and gowns are used use paper, and then just people using Amazon or online delivery consumed a lot more cardboard, and that just led to a tightness of supply, and then other industries like egg chem production struggled more, lead times you know went 10, 10 to 20 times longer, and prices skyrocket as, as a result of global demand. Moorhead says the global pandemic was the perfect storm that caused supply chain disruptions for agriculture. Yeah, absolutely. There was, uh, I don't think there's been anything quite like this before. And it's, uh, yeah, it's taken a lot of, you know, creativity and, and ingenuity and, uh, you know, open minds to find a solution to this and find a way through it and out of it and still be able to supply the ag market with what it needs to produce the, the crops that we need to feed the world. Moorhead doesn't believe the world will ever be the same again. I would say that I think nor- normal is going to be is is a bit of a relative term. It's more what's going to be the new normal. Um, I, I think some of the challenges are behind us. Some new ones are in front of us. We will face some challenges in 23, and I expect in 2024 again. But hopefully, those challenges will become less and less as we learn better how to manage some of these across the entire supply chain. Moorhead says other industries suffered due to the pandemic as well. Yeah, for sure. I think any industry, you know, a lot of there's a lot of overlaps. Like I said earlier, there's, you know, the cardboard, as you'd mentioned, plastic was another big one that uh, became tight because of other reasons. And and every industry is going to face some sort of challenge like this and everyone's going to have to find their unique ways around it. 
Moorhead explains how he procures farm supplies for customers. In my current role working in, in the retail, uh, I work with uh, the manufacturer reps, and so I, most of that is domestic. Um, but what I do is I, I watch and try to research to see what those markets are doing to help guide my actions and and see what I need to do in order to ensure, ensure supply. So if I know certain things are going to be tight, I'll look from multiple sources across multiple manufacturers to to cover those acres so that, like Dave mentioned, if we can't supply them exactly the product they want, we can supply them with something that's similar or equivalent to, to protect that acre. So it's it's more using that information to, to benefit my uh, interactions with the domestic uh, contacts. Moorhead says many farmers are already looking for seed, chemical, and fertilizer for next year. Well, I definitely am. We're, we're already working on supply of all of the all the crop protection products. Seed is coming in and going, you know, seed is selling out the door and and uh, putting deals in place and planning. Yeah, so lots of planning going on and we're working with our manufacturer partners and distribution to, to make sure we have the product and discussions will be going on with the customer, our customers as well, to make sure we know what they need and put those plans in place. Moorhead says farmers have two main concerns when sourcing their product right now, availability and price. It's a little combination. We want to, to get the best product and, and then help make sure that everyone gets the best bang for their buck because you don't want to overpay, but you can't go without. Craig Moorhead is the Director of Procurement for Saskatchewan-based Synergy. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degman Industries. Look to Degman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small-town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Saskatoon-based Nutrien has announced net earnings of $1.6 billion for the third quarter, which includes a non-cash impairment reversal of $330 million related to phosphate operations. President Ken Seitz says Nutrien delivered record earnings on 2022 due to the strength of agriculture fundamentals, higher fertilizer prices, and excellent retail performance. During the third quarter, he says there was a temporary reduction in potash purchasing in North America and Brazil, which affected sales volumes and realized prices in the second half of the year. But he says demand remains strong and global fertilizer supply challenges persist, creating a supportive environment for Nutrien looking ahead to 2023 and beyond. Full-year adjusted net earnings guidance are estimated at $12.2 to $13.2 billion for Nutrien for 2022. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. Grain markets were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for canola fell 310 at 86912. One red spring wheat went up 598 at 43081. The rest unchanged. Durham 49152. Feed barley 36787. Chickpeas 92595. Flax 75298. Lentils 76850. Oats 28932, yellow peas 46908, and feed wheat 28956. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. 
The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. And now, today's Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of November the 2nd. A huge run this week, 575 cows and bulls, 2,900 head in our short for a total of 3,475 for the week. With a huge number of cows moving right across the province, it was causing some downward pressure. Cows are selling five to eight lower. D1, D2 cows, 88 to 98, sales to a dollar. D3 cows, 75 to 89, cows are averaging 84.75. Good bulls, 125 to 140, sales to 150 on a high yielding kind of bulls. Bulls are averaging 117. On to the pre-sort sale on the sear side, 425 pound tan steers, 323. 500 pound steers, 308. 575 pound steers, 276. 650-pound black steers, 265. My favorite pen, 710-pound black steers at 250. And 800-pound red, black, exotic steers at 242. On the heifer side, 425-pound black heifers, 258. 500-pound tan heifers, 246. 575-pound heifers, 240. 650-pound heifers, 226. And 710-pound heifers at 220. Here's still some yearlings still coming to town here. 950-pound yearling steers topped out at 223. And some yearling heifers. There were 69 yearling heifers weighing 850 pounds, and they topped out at 221. Next week, November the 9th, featuring Speckle Park Sale, but all breeds are welcome. Also, for some entertainment, the Grain Millers Harvest Showdown has started and runs till Saturday. Lots to see and do. Professional bull riders Friday and Saturday. Heavy horse pulls, chore team competition, Stock dog competition, cattle shows, commercial cattle sale. If anyone's looking for some bred heifers, they will be for sale. And to end it off with a couple of cabarets, Lenny and the Gypsies Friday night and the Barn Dance Saturday night. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Hamsel, 7,200 hogs Wednesday. Selling in a range of 227 to $242 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,600 head, selling in a range of 226 to $240 per CKG. Handsome one sows this week are steady, selling in the range of 60 to 68 cents per pound of live weight. Ham's cash hold price today is down, and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is down eight basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3630. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 72.86 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash prices softened for the reporting period with the negotiated Western Corn Belt, 9 cents U.S. underweight lower, while the national form has pulled back 59 cents relative to the previous day. At $96.23, the net value of the carcass was 98 cents lower than the previous reporting day, once again led lower by the ever-so-volatile belly primal that was down $4.15. This morning's export sales report showed a modest 0.1% increase in physical shipments of U.S. pork at 30,707 metric tons, revealing an incremental trend upward in weekly shipments since August. New net sales commitments came in at the second highest on record for the marketing year at 47,938 metric tons, more than doubling the previous week. A combination of relatively high commitments from the three main U.S. pork customers was behind the large volumes, with Mexico, China, and Japan committing to 12,748 metric tons, 11,219 metric tons, and 9,454 metric tons, respectively. China has been maintaining their pattern of 10,000-plus metric ton orders every three or four weeks, interspersed with significantly lower volumes in between. Lean hog futures are mixed with the nearby contracts slightly higher with the deferred slightly lower. 
The new net sales numbers in this morning's export sales report, while positive and noteworthy, have not been enough to entice new buying. Coming up, the... This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Western Ag Professional Agronomy. Saskatchewan is creating a new Marshall Service. The service will be made up of 70 officers who will help other law enforcement across the province, such as the RCMP and municipal police forces. The Ministry of Public Safety says their duties will include responding to areas with high crime rates, arresting people on outstanding warrants, and investigating farming-related offences such as theft and trespassing. Minister of Public Safety Christine Tell says the Marshal Service will strengthen current law enforcement across the province. New Alberta government research says wind-blown dust from mountaintop coal mines has polluted a pristine alpine lake to the point where its waters are as contaminated as lakes downwind from the oil sands. The paper found contaminants that harm fish and cause human cancers in Window Mountain Lake in southwestern Alberta across the boundary from coal mines in B.C.'s Elk Valley. The publication comes as the Alberta government ponders whether to keep a ministerial order that protects the province's summits and foothills from such mines. Peter Guthrie, Alberta's new energy minister, has not said whether he'll keep the order in place. On the markets, the TSX is up 16 points to 19,293. The Dow has risen 19 points to 32,167. Oil has fallen a dollar 25 at 88.75 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 72.80 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. It's brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM.